there, Comic Clan. Welcome to Comics in the Cross. I am, of course, one of your hosts for today, Cross, along with my co-host, Nitro. What up? And welcome to the greatest streamers you have never heard of. And thank you for joining us here. We are live for episode three. I can't believe we're in episode three already. Yeah, I thought we'd be a recipe by now. <laughs> give it time, give it time. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're still easing into it. <laughs> But yeah, I guess just after like you know over a year of build up, it's kind of crazy to think we're now on episode three. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd kind of you know we'd go on a special conversation this week because we've been we've been talking about it in our previous conversations. We've been hinting at it a lot, so yeah. we thought you know what, let's just kind of get this out of the road. Let's it's just the elephant in the room. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's just let's just go for it. Let's just have this conversation. Let us just talk about the DCEU. Um, as it currently stands so to give yeah. you a little spoiler for next week though we have to talk about this um, this is going to be part one of a two-parter this week we're going to discuss the DCEU as it currently stands all nine films I say nine including Joker although Joker is technically not a DCEU movie but it is what are they calling it? they're calling it um, something uh, in the universe what is it? I can't remember I forgot what, what they're is. calling it is it's basically it's, just, like it's like kind of like the way that they do their their animated films. Yeah, it's like it, Joker's its own standalone thing, except for when it's not, except for when it became really really popular and won an Oscar, and they decided, oh, maybe this should be canon with everything else because it's yeah. The, let's try to rework <laughs> this into the timeline because <laughs> it's the most successful thing we've done yet since we launched the DCEU. Because that um, worked really well for our X Men series. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about that, and then next week is part two. You're actually going to be pitching. We're going to start from scratch and pitch our own DCEU. That sounds like fun. Like, where would we start? What would we do? What felons would we put in? Like, literally, we'll, we'll pitch our whole phase one. Okay. We'll pitch our whole phase one. Gonna and homework. And kind of like with what Marvel did, how phase one was its own thing, but it was an overarching story. Like, are we leading to an overarching story? You know, like, are we leading to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the Avengers. Like, how would we... like? Phase one was leading up to Avengers and the combination mm. of that, but the overarching story was the Infinity War, yeah, and Thanos's introduction. Oh, like, I see so, what you're saying. Yep. So it's like that was the the starting part of that. So I say that that's a good starting point. Like, what movies would we include? What characters would we want involved? Um, how would we do the Justice League movie and bring them all together? It's like, mm -hmm. and what would be the overarching thing? I mean, would it be the step out obvious of Dark Side? Would we go someone like Brainiac? Would it be someone completely different? Yeah. You know, so we're not going to go into any more of that. We do have a habit of rambling, so I'm I'm cutting us off there. That's for next. Or week's... they could put it all in one movie, like they did with the Justice League. What? <laughs> sure. What? Who said that? Who, who said what that? Are you talking about? Yeah. But we are. We actually have a couple of like comic news things we're going to talk about this week first. So just a couple of things I wanted to throw out there. And so the big story I'm actually going to leave to last because it kind of comes into our conversation for what's coming up. Um, so first of all, I wanted to, I don't know what they were thinking with this. The first one is, they, Marvel is relaunching the New Warriors comic. Mm -hmm. New Warriors, for anyone who doesn't know, was basically kind of like a Teen Titans for Marvel. It was the teenage superheroes who were coming together, it was a lot of unknown characters, you know, unlike where Teen Titans is a bunch of sidekicks, New Warriors mm -hmm. really were their own separate, but they were younger heroes. 
I never got. I never read them. I have a couple of issues of the New Warriors, but I never, I never it, got into them. It was never massively popular. Like they tried to like put in like Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider at one point and stuff to try and get readers. And I remember mm, that okay. era, but I, I was never a massive reader of New Warriors. Yeah, but this makes sense with Outlawed, like the whole storyline that's going on there now, where basically in the Marvel they're saying it's that the teenage heroes are outlawed. Okay, there's been issues with it, kind of like the conversation that came around about when Civil War happened. Um, you know, it was the New Warriors that did that and set off, you know, the villain that did the nuclear explosion that set off the events of Civil War. Mm-hmm. It's like, are, are these heroes basically, you know, a liability as teenagers? Oh, okay, got it. So, and that's... And that's, that's interesting. And that's starting them kind of, like, bringing in these younger heroes and really getting them to stand on their own feet a little bit. At least I think that's what they're doing. Ones like Kamala Khan and Miles Morales and Nova, who have been, like... Um, the big oh, I've heroes. seen, I've seen illustrations of like the teenage Nova, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like they've yeah, been, yeah. they've been a big part of it. Like they were when we did the only all different Marvel, they tried to bring them into the Avengers, and then they were like the three that helped them um, champion and the champions. Okay, did not intend that pun at all. Um, <laughs> and that were part of the champions team, and they seem to be the ones that are kind of at the forefront of the the outlaw movement. But it makes okay. sense that coming out of this, we're going to get another new Warriors book because we're going to get the young heroes. Oh, okay. These are all brand new characters. We we're, we're getting a character. I'm trying to remember the names of them. I need to, give me a, give me a sec, because I want to bring up some of these names, and because there's two in particular I want to mention, and I've already talked to Nitro about who these 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 heroes are. Like, what were they thinking? Um. Okay. New Warriors, Marvel's first. Okay, I'm just trying to get to the right bit. Okay, so yeah, there's a. I want to try and get the names of these characters because these characters are cool. I should have had this pulled up already. I am so sorry. No worries. Just don't uh, let it happen again. I know, I know. <laughs> get beaten back into my corner. And... I'll spray you with a water hose. Okay. <laughs> I cannot find the article now that's got just the names of the heroes. It's like. Where is it? Where is just the new heroes? Like I see, like I, okay, I've got about five articles popping up from CBR talking about the out outrage. Um, so you're looking for the new warriors, new heroes, right? Yeah, like just it was in CBR that I found it. But um, anyway, I'm is there, are those a couple of those are the two people that you and I were talking about a couple of days ago? Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, okay. It's like yeah, you you can spot them and yeah, it didn't go well. So basically, Night, in, in, Night Thrasher, Firestar, Rage, Speedball. Yeah, that's all the older ones. So like uh, characters like okay. Speedball and Firestar, I believe, they're kind of been brought back in as like the mentors of this new group because they used to be part of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to try. I think Ironheart might be a new part of the new one. I know there's a couple of characters. All right, so I've posted a link in the chat so people can look at these characters because you have to see them. Uh, yeah, ha- uh, I don't know what they were thinking. I I get why he did it. So there's characters like there's a there's a living vampire that's kind of like Morbius. There's a a guy who can hack into the internet and can do stuff. Oh my gosh! But these guys, are not even guys. I can't even say that. The, How they, dare you? They specifically try to do gender fluid heroes because you know it's like the LGBTQ community. The the transgender stuff is becoming a massive thing and they're being represented properly. So they wanted to do 
gender fluid characters. I mean, just taking the politics out of it, they they don't even really look interesting. Like their outfits don't they look like roller roller derby people. I literally look at them and I'm like, oh my goodness, was that the design you came up with? Like you got one completely in pink, one completely in blue, and I'm like, Oh, I get it, they're gender fluid because you know, blue is meant to be for boys and pink's meant to be for girls, so Uh if we put the one that's that's got the more feminine figure in blue and the guy the one that's got the more masculine figure in pink and then we say that they're gender fluid and I'm like it it, do you know what it feels like to me? It feels like kindergartners trying to like put something together or like that it's like well how would you know that this that they're gender fluid or well there's one that's got boobs so we're going to put them in blue so that it's not yeah. a boy thing and there's one that's not yeah. so we're going to put them in pink and it's like really that's what you came up with and I and s- then and the names <laughs> I, I can't even with the name somebody's like, like what's the worst name we could possibly name a character What's that's th- it that's what's what two do. of the biggest most insulting things that are being thrown and and the worst thing as well is like they are literally politically charged statements yeah they're literally they get a political rise out of people they called one of them snowflake and the other one safe space yeah which are insults that a lot of the right side of stuff and the right media throw at the left side of stuff especially towards people like this who get offended at a lot of stuff that they're being snowflakes that they're not you know that they're taking they're very brittle and very you know not taking things and they need a safe space to get away from all the cruelties of the world it's funny when these uh when these uh renders first came out online uh, a former comic book artist um who's i guess more conservative reimagined um both of these people they kept the color schemes, kept the logos and everything like that, but they kind of did like a, a Rob Liefeld tra- treatment to it <laughs> with like all these guns and like plasma weapons and pouches. And it was, it looked awesome, man. It looked awesome. You know what? I, was, honestly, I gotta I, see if I can find it. I'd honestly be up for that because they couldn't have done much worse. It's like, I, I get, I get the design idea. The reason for calling them Snowflake and Safe Space, they 100% said it is literally because you know they're trying to recapture those words those words have got very negative connotations to them yeah. and a lot of people within the lgbtq community um and generally people take offense at those sort of things because it's like it is it's an insult to stuff so you get offended at something that's really passionate to you and yeah. you get called a snowflake it's like yeah no i'm very passionate about this topic i'm not just being offended this means something to me yeah i get that don't get me wrong i there are people who get offended at everything which is kind of like you need to grow up a little bit because offensive stuff happens. I definitely see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And I get what he was trying to do to recapture these words. And the idea of them seems kind of cool. Like one of them's like Snowflake is literally a, a cryokinesis, can use ice, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's like safe space, can create like shields and stuff like that. So the power scheme is cool. The powers could be utilized, you know. Yeah. Having someone with ice powers, yeah, you need to do that. Capitalize on Frozen 100%. Mm-hmm. It's a Disney company you know capitalize on frozen and safe space something that can create shields and borders like i've been playing destiny 2 a lot it's like getting a shield is a handy thing it's like if it's used properly in a team i don't have issues with that even the designs i can kind of let go but yeah like i mean you must have known the names were going to get a rise out of people surely yeah like i i'm i actually don't mind when I I don't want to say it this way, but when like people try to make political statements with 
uh, like in comics and stuff like that because like it, the comic book history is filled with those, right? Oh yeah, comics but when it's like that for years, yeah. When it's like the focus or like they have to change, rearrange a lot of stuff and just they're solely basically focusing on that and like making everything points to that. That's when I'm like, okay, I get it. Let's 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 move on. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just there's been so much backlash to this. There's been so much, and yeah. and of course there is. I mean, as soon as I read the article, I was like, yeah, that's not going to go over well. Yeah, that's that's never going. I get what you're trying to do, but no, don't yep. do it. Um, so I, so that's the thing. This new Warriors book is pretty much already going. Like these characters are going to show up. They're at the point where they can't really pull them out. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to see how they're written. Because like that's your last chance to save these characters. Yeah, and especially them being like non-binary heroes. Like there aren't really any non-binary heroes that are prominent in Marvel or DC books. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you don't get characters that are really prominently even gay or transgender in comics. Yeah. So it's like doing something that's gender fluid is is something that they've never really touched on before. It's a brand new thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, you don't hear about that a lot, man. But I guarantee if this crashes and burns, this will be the last time for a long time you hear about any gender-fluid heroes. Mm-hmm. Because they'll, they'll get their own lesson. If this crashes and burns, they'll go like that. Well, people don't want to read about gender-fluid heroes and not yep. write them for a while. And it's yeah, like, it's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And it's like, no, this is... Do you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of, like, back in the 90s. Like, it happened with, um, like, different racial characters, like, especially African-American. But the one I'm thinking specifically is when it happened gender-wise with women... We went through a period in the 90s in comics where they were... The women in the comics were literally... Comics are for guys. Mm-hmm. So we're going to over-sexualize every yeah, woman yeah. on page. Every woman is going to get a sexually charged outfit. Like, I remember the yep. outcry of, like, you know, Sue Storm's, like, Fantastic Four outfit that had a that had a boob window in the four that was mm. literally pointless and stuff. And it's like... Yeah, yeah. Who's meant to be, like, a homely, you know strong female character you know white yeah and they all have and... like impossible s curves in their spine i'm like okay you yeah, would like, not be able to walk yeah like that's that was... literally what it reminds me of it reminds me of like the comics writing female characters had to evolve to a point yeah. where it's like yeah these are actually strong characters and you can actually enjoy reading them and they're, they're not just there to be a turn on that's what it makes yeah. me think of when i look at snowflake and safe space it's like it makes me feel like it's it's a tester pancake you know when you make a pancake and that first one's never quite right because you put it yeah. in the pan, you've got the heat wrong, mm, it comes out yeah, not yeah. quite right. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like it's the first foray into gender fluid characters. Yeah, like how not to create a character. Yeah, and it's well, like first it's... off, you start off with an idea to make them, you know, gender fluid, and then you create an awesome story, or then you, you know, the story, the story is second. Their backstory is second. You know what I'm saying? You know, the first two know. things you thought of were either. We're going to make them gender fluid or the names i don't know which came first but one of those options came first either yeah. they went we're going to have gender fluid characters or somebody went call them snowflake and safe space or somebody literally came up with the idea of making the characters called snowflake and safe space and then went oh we could make them gender fluid yeah literally i guarantee you that was the first two thoughts and nobody in the room went um that's an issue yeah, nobody's like, ah, well, let's pump the brakes on that real quick. Yeah, that's that's not going to work. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued. We don't have any more information on it at this point than like the new Warriors comic is coming, and these characters are going to be in it. So I'm going to give yep. it the benefit of the doubt to see how they're written. 
they're not off to a great start, but the writing, if done well, could save it, I think. Yeah. But it's going to have to be phenomenal writing to save it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm trying to find that picture of that artist that had reimagined them, and I can't find it. No worries. We'll throw it up in the chat if we yeah. can find it later on. And if not, we'll throw it up on social media later. We'll, yeah. We'll throw it up for that. Um, so, like, th- them I had to mention because, like, there's, I wasn't getting through without mentioning those characters. Yeah. Um. So, next thing I wanted to mention, we got some concept art from Thor Love and Thunder that was released. Mm-hmm. Nothing too exciting. Two major images. One was um, New Asgard, which we saw in Endgame, which is in Norway on Earth now. Um, so it looks like we're going to be getting a look at New Asgard again in the new Thor movie. Um, and then the other one was a white, like, armoured suit that seems to be for Meek, or at least a member of Meek's species. Hmm. So Meek the dead bug, who wasn't quite dead at the end of Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a little larva. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, oh, he's dead. I've just been carried around. Oh, he's alive. Um, so Meek's going to get his weaponry back and apparently get like an armored suit. But like literally, that's the only two things that's released. There's, we know we know as much as we knew beforehand. Like new Asgard's yeah. in it. It's like we were probably going to go there because they were going to have Valkyrie in it. I was sure because, mm-hmm. um, and then Meek was going to get a suit. Like, well, yeah. that's good because otherwise he was going to do nothing in the movie so yeah there's literally nothing more to say on it than that i don't think at this point we we still don't know anything and um, yeah you know again it's been pushed back drastically so we're probably not going to get anything on it for a while all right and then i have a couple of things coming out in comics and um, from the dc side of things that i thought was interesting to mention so upcoming is the death metal event from scott snyder this is a follow-up to Dark Knight's Metal. And we've talked about it before. I think I mentioned it before in the podcast that Wally West, like Dr. Manhattan-powered Wally West, is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is leading towards a new crisis taking place. Well, apparently now Dr. Manhattan himself is also going to appear in it. Hmm. So this is also a follow-on from Doomsday Clock and from the stuff that we've been seeing. So I think we're honestly heading towards a crisis and I think this is going to wrap it up. Hmm. Okay. Um, is that we're going to see Doctor Manhattan taking place? There's no more information on it than that. Kind of like with Wally, there's no extra information on what they're going to be doing or anything. Yeah. And um, chances are we're going to see Doctor Manhattan and Wally West interacting because okay. they both got um, that level of power. Yeah. We hmm. might see them fighting, but I know we're at least going to see them. But I really um, want to get into that. Um that dark knight or the dark what is it oh dark knight's metal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i haven't read any of that such a good story and i haven't read any of the dc stuff with the watchman either yeah you're not missing much with the watchman stuff like literally like like doomsday clock like got postponed for so long i think everybody got bored of it and then they went oh yeah this final issue's happening so we're finally going to bring back everybody Mm -hmm. that we've already started stories for it, it, it was meant to come out within a year like it was literally 12 issues one every month and then it got postponed like for almost a year at one point mm, okay got it so it's like i think I, i'm kind of just ready for the watchman stuff to be done just let's yeah. can we can we just move on from it like it was a when we did dc rebirth it was a cool idea but literally dc has moved on from this now and we're kind of just almost pushing the doctor manhattan stuff now yeah and it's like whatever idea you had i feel like it fell apart so can we just drop it it's like yeah we ran out of ideas so we're gonna pull from a totally different comic and just 
start taking them over. <laughs> Which, of course, you know Alan Moore had to absolutely love that. He hates oh, yeah. doing that with his stuff. But, but yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I look forward to Death Metal just to see what they do. Like, I think we're definitely heading towards a new crisis with that. Yeah, okay. Um, it's interesting. And then the last thing I kind of have, this was an interesting one that I had just read the other day. Um, is Scott Snyder, who's best known in DC for his Batman run in the New 52. Phenomenal mm-hmm. run on Batman. Absolutely amazing. We just mentioned him wrote um, Dark Knight's Metal, or writing DC Death Metal. Um, apparently he's actually pitched a Nightwing issue. Because someone really? asked him on Twitter. I know that's your jam, man. Oh yeah, I love Nightwing. Um, ooh, we're getting a little bit of static if you're Mike again. Really? Hold up. Yeah. Right, we've got a new computer on his side and it's we've been having some static just kind of kicking it up so we had a week without technical issues it was lovely let <laughs> <laughs> um, you know if that's better yeah that's definitely a bit better than it was alright sweet um, so yeah so Scott Snyder if, for people that don't know as well Scott Snyder writing Batman didn't begin with um, the New 52 run it actually began prior to the New 52 run with one one of the most beloved Batman stories that there is is called um, Black Mirror. People love it. People think it's a real throwback to... Black Mirror, you said? Yeah. People think it's a real throwback to the old school Batman, to him being a true detective. It brings in a possible, you know, new big villain, which all of this stuff got stopped dead because the New 52 happened. But the thing is, Batman at that time wasn't Bruce Wayne. It was Really? Dick, it was Dick Grayson. Huh. That was Dick Grayson. So technically the first Batman he wrote was Dick Grayson and it's one of the most beloved Batman stories. So the prospect of him taking over a Nightwing book, I'm all for. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's like an Elseworlds book. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting because he knows how to write Dick Grayson. My other thing for that is I would love to see him take over writing the main Nightwing book. I don't think it's going to be the main one. But I will take anything to stop this stupid Rick Grayson storyline and the whole stuff they've got with the Talons going on now and he's no longer Nightwing and which I felt like was part of Dan Didio's stuff of like when Jeff John stepped down and was like, Oh, I hate Nick Dick Grayson, so we're gonna like We're gonna totally change it. We're gonna totally change it. Just just <laughs> like when he tried to get rid of Nightwing before and they made the Grayson book where it's like, I'm gonna take away Nightwing and just turn him into a secret agent. Oh my gosh. And then it backfired because everybody loved the book. <laughs> Yeah, um. So I felt like that was it. So if Scott Steiner does take it over, I, I'm down. I'm, I'm, yeah. Scott Steiner is one of my favorite writers right now in comics. He's phenomenal. I I would definitely check it out either way if it's in continuity or not. Yeah. And um, if it is continuity, I I will be so happy. Uh, on a on a totally like, on a tangent, I I follow a lot of comic book artists and inkers and colorists on Twitter, and Greg Capullo, mm. he's the um penciler i believe for dark knight metal and i've seen some of the stuff behind the scenes mm. it looks it looks awesome yeah. it looks bat crap crazy but it looks awesome <laughs> oh yeah he was he was the artist on the dark knight's metal stuff and yeah. he's going to be the artist he was artist on last night on earth the last batman story they did he's going to be the artist on death metal yeah. he was the artist on the batman series along with scott snyder like the new 52 run yeah, the two of them have done so much stuff together, and literally, he was the guy that designed him the Batman Who Laughs, and Scott Snyder said himself. Yeah, like, I remember you were telling me that. Like he saw the Batman Who Laughs design from Greg Capullo, and he's like, "Literally, all I'm going to need to do is pitch this event and show them this picture." <laughs> That's literally all I'm going to need to do. He looks awesome, man. 
and it is it's like it's like an amazing horror design yeah you know it's agreed. an amazing horror character it's so well done agreed and um, so that's most of the news the last bit of news of course dropped we did our podcast everything was nice and happy and i woke up monday morning and i checked my twitter feed and it was full of videos of ezra miller choking a lady yeah not a good look ezra not a good look and it's like and it's one of those things of like it has to be mentioned i'm going to go out on this and say like there could totally be another side of this yeah and i think there is i think there's more to the story um i don't know i watched it a handful of times and i felt like he wasn't really being forceful with her and i think she was laughing the whole time so i i I think either they know each other or that this was like this was like a planned thing i don't know if that makes sense because apparently it was meant to be like it was a fan and then it was like yeah it was a fan and then it was like a play fight thing she was trying to do with him Mm -hmm. and then like he grabbed her by the throat and put her up against that and then put her on the ground and it was like i don't know the full details of that well, and like you said, he hasn't come out and said anything, so that's not yeah. a good look. You know, that's, what I'm saying that, like, that's you need to say thing. something. Yeah, like, you need to provide some context. <laughs> that's the big thing. Is like, okay, yeah, he's not. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm willing to say that there's another side to the story. We're only seeing this short video clip of this short thing, and one person's interpretation of it, and what the mm-hmm. person that apparently video it said it happened. I'm fully, yeah. I'm fully prepared to believe there's another side to this. Yeah. The issue is that it's been a week and I have not seen anything from Ezra Miller yep, saying what happened or coming out in defense. And I'm like, if that wasn't you doing that for real, if that was done in jest, if it was something that went too far, mm-hmm. why are you, your publicity team and your manager not freaking on top of that? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. With something like that should have been out on Monday night. Yeah, I don't like even if it's not real and they're just trying to play a prank. Like, I don't know what he thinks he's doing. <laughs> like, this is not going to end well for him. But that's it. Even <laughs> either way. Even if it's a prank, come out and say that. Do something. Yeah, it's I like, agree. Which, of course, is like is and of course that started the internet an uproar because the internet was an uproar for most of the fact of like that mostly warner brothers because ezra miller's part of two massive franchises for warner brothers right now yeah the one of the main ones we're talking and we're going to talk on today is the dceu he is the flash oh harry potter he's in harry potter too and or, he's i'm not ha- sorry yeah harry the fantastic potter. beast which is yeah, part of right. the wizarding world of harry potter he is in the fantastic- yeah. he's not only in fantastic beast as of the second fantastic beast movie he's a major character yeah in the upcoming movies Yep. you know sorry if there's going to be spoilers at all for that and for anyone here that's not seen that <laughs> it's been out for a while if you've not seen it you're probably not going to see it at this point yeah you know it's like spoiler alert <laughs> yeah spoiler alert. It, always this spo- show is just a gigantic spoiler yeah alert. always spoiler alerts Definitely. with us i don't trust our mouths <laughs> to not say something we're not meant to so spoilers warning like always um but yeah so it's like it's so there's a big outcry for warner brothers to have a response mm-hmm. to this because they don't want some fans are like we don't want someone like that being like ahead of these franchises yeah and then it's also started the conversation again um regarding the whole amber heard thing because mm. obviously if anyone doesn't know about this which most people probably do by now there was a whole thing against johnny depp that he was apparently being abusive towards his wife amber heard 
Yeah, she had visible marks on her. Yeah, and, it was like, and he got so much abuse. A lot of people turned against him and stuff like that and didn't want him to be cast anymore. And then it came out that actually he was the one being abused and there was actually recorded audio um, that she was... She admitted to physically abusing him. Mm-hmm. She was verbally abusing him. And there's been kind of an outcry that there hasn't been like a response like for example like the big thing is with warner brothers she plays mira in the aquaman movie yep and at this time she is still scheduled to appear in aquaman 2 yeah that's on the books for a few years out but like she's still scheduled to appear on it Mm -hmm. and there's an outcry for that because like why do you have this person who's been you know physically abusive and verbally abusive to someone and who's been domestically abusing her husband as you know it's one of the main characters here and it's brought up that conversation again of like well if you've not got her involved in it why and then you do something to ezra miller then you're kind of looking like a hypocrite then yeah well and it's also come out that she had those markings that she had that that was makeup because her makeup artist and stylist said yeah she had no markers on her that day yeah. um so it's like yeah. yeah and that that's a whole thing itself the amber hair thing it's like I, i'm I'm not going to go into that too much. Just like the, yeah. ta- the tapes are out there if you want to hear them, if you want to yep. listen to what happened to it. And, you know, even on her social media, she's like limited the amount of comments and stuff she can get and post because she was being ripped apart. Mm-hmm. The woman's been ripped apart for what she did. She doesn't need me ripping her apart on our podcast. Yeah. You know, the evidence looks like it's there. She physically abused her husband. It was wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it. But it's putting Warner Brothers in an interesting position of this stuff coming out about her and then depending what the result of this stuff with Ezra Miller is, it's it's not going to look good for Warner Brothers. No, it's not. Um, but speaking of that stuff, though, I think it's a good time to jump into actually talking about the DCEU. <laughs> um, the conversation that everyone came here for, the conversation that we got people... It got people that, that don't actually follow us on social media yet liking the post that we're going to be talking about the DCEU mixed with people giving a no it's just gonna be fun and i'm like (laughs) we i'm gonna put this disclaimer out there right now we are going to be honest as to our views yes we are going to 100 try and we're going to try and and see both good and bad we'll we'll try to be partial or impartial not partial we'll try to be impartial yeah being being partial being partial is very easy at this (laughs) but we're going to be very honest yeah we're going to try we and be impartial we're going to be honest about the fact of what we feel about these movies about what we think about them and about where the dceu is um but at the same time we're we're going to be honest on our views and um, so it's like and a lot of people aren't going to like that a lot of people are going to disagree i mean i was saying tonight earlier on like literally i checked twitter before we became live and one of the trending topics in america right now is Zack snyder's justice league like the hashtag Zack snyder's justice league is literally trending do you know when Justice League came out? Do you remember Folks, the Snyder the Snyder cut is not happening. So let's let's just Justice League that. came out <laughs> at the end of 2017. Yeah. I almost forgot it was that long ago until I looked up the date of its release. It's been over 2 years since that was released and people are still crying for the Snyder cut it's not gonna happen i mean i was talking to you 
um, yeah. <laughs> I think a couple days ago. And I think uh, Ray Fisher came out and said that he had been scheduled to see it, see a cut of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then something something came up and he had to postpone. And oh yeah, a bunch of Zack Snyder keeps posting all these behind the scenes pictures of unfinished CGI, like Ray Fisher in a spandex gray suit with white dots on him. I'm like, if if it was really finished, like we would see at least some footage. Yeah, like my, somewhere. My two big things for it, and this is my kind of stance on it for the Justice League. First of all, if there was a finished Snyder cut, I do not believe they would have had to bring in Joss Whedon. Yeah, you're right. Because they yeah. they didn't just bring in like an editor to finish doing the putting it together or to finish Zack's vision, they brought in a new director. So here's here's my thing. So this is how I this is how I think it went down. So they I think DC um, had done a really good job of producing one off Batman films and Superman films as well. Yeah, besides maybe that, yeah. Superman Returns, I actually like that movie. I like Superman Returns, even though he didn't really do anything in the movie. I think it's a really beautiful movie. But anyways, that movie aside, I think they did a really good job of doing one-off Batman films. And then Marvel came along in you know, the late 2000s and started crushing it. And DC was like, okay, I like what they're doing, but let's actually expedite the process. And let's get to the main event in like two years. So let's throw everything we can in every single movie that we can and cross-reference every single character possible to get to that endpoint. And I just, it was just a cluster, dude. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think with Justice League for me, it's a case of... If there was a finished Snyder cut, I do not believe they'd have brought Joss Whedon in to finish it. And I do not believe they would have let him do the amount of reshoots he would have done. He did. Because yeah. why would you let him reshoot the amount of footage he reshot if you had a completed movie? I heard a stat somewhere that he reshot... Like close to fifty percent of the movie. Yeah, it's like it's a ridiculous amount of the yeah. movie he reshot. Like, I, I, why would you waste money doing that if you've already got the movie finished? And then also, the big thing, especially with Warner Brothers where they are right now, if there was a completed Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, why would Warner Brothers not want money? Yeah. The outcry. There are millions that have signed a petition for this that want mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. That want the Zack Snyder cut. Why would you not have released especially with how badly Justice League bombed? My my understanding of what happened was that you hire when you hire Zack Snyder, you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a super creative style. Um that so that's what they originally were going for. And you know he's gonna put his own take on it obviously just like he did with man of steel which um is my favorite film of the dceu um but i think when they saw the first cut of it they were like that doesn't look like those marvel movies that we like that it's not fun it's super heavy um and there might have been some sort of like high level first cut from Zack snyder a la the Zack snyder cut but the I don't think it was finished. I don't think it was finished. I just think it was a rough cut of this is what I want to do. I, um, I can I definitely know. see kind of like what you're saying there, actually, with how the Marvel movies were. Because like the thing is, people forget that like when Batman v Superman came out and when Suicide Squad dropped, mm-hmm. Justice League was already in production. They literally kind of shot Batman v Superman and Justice League back to back. It was meant to yeah. be. It was always meant to be like a two part thing itself, let alone Justice League having a part two movie. Yeah. 
I just so think they, they, so they just were all, got way too far ahead of themselves. But they were right? already creating Justice League, and then Batman v Superman dropped. And one of the biggest complaints people had is too dark. It's yeah. too dark. It's too gritty. It's too. There's no hope. There's no light. There's no side to it. Which you know, I get a lot of people don't like. Some people don't like that in the Marvel movies that they are so light and they are so fun. It's like, but they do serious as well. See, I don't, I don't get that. Well, I mean, I, I can see where people are coming from when they say that. I think Batman versus Superman for me is like a, it's not a great movie, but it's a guilty, it's a guilty pleasure of mine because there's aspects of that movie that are, like for instance, Batman warehouse scene. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. I don't have to elaborate. That's one of the best pieces of action in a Batman film ever. The, ba- the Batman warehouse scene is 100% one of the top things in the entire DCEU. Agreed. I would, I would 100%. put that, I would pit that up there against like entire movies in the DCEU that are great. Like, yeah. Um, but since we're starting to break stuff down, let's start going through the movies in. Like, because yep. we we kind of touched just we're touching Batman and V Superman. So let's start. So the very first one that came out part of the dceu whether or not it was meant to be part of the dceu because i don't know if this was intended to be like a fully joint universe at this point mm-hmm. um was man of steel awesome movie that was the first one and that actually came out i didn't realize like when that came out it came out in 2013 okay so so that was that movie was coming off the tales of um brian singer's superman returns so there was a big I remember there was a big outcry after that movie that there was literally no action from Superman in that movie. Oh yeah. And like you want to see Superman break bad. <laughs> like that's what people, you know, he's he's the strongest person. Like <laughs> he's the Thor of the DC universe, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You want to see him break bad and I that we got that, I think. We got that in Man of Steel. It was awesome. Yeah, well that's it. you want to see Superman do that sort of stuff and Yeah. And so with 2013 it's like remembering where this is in time so the mcu is already in full swing they have literally mm-hmm. a year prior to this had the avengers yeah superman uh, man of steel has already taken place it's already been filmed mm-hmm. and it's about to come out so literally regardless of the reaction to avengers there's nothing dc can do at this point this yeah. is their opening movie yeah i personally liked it i enjoy man of steel i I don't agree with the whole him killing Zod at the end. I can I can see where you're coming from, but I get why they did it, and I can I, I can accept it as of what's I accept Zack Snyder's reasoning uh, for it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, yeah, I my my saying. issue with it is is kind of like okay, I'm kind of going to jump into the other films because this is a reoccurring thing I've seen in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Um, as like there was a lot of there's a lot of cherry picking. There's a lot of, like, I want this aspect and this aspect and this aspect and this aspect. And because they're trying to play to fans and things that fans love. Yeah. The problem is, I feel like they're trying to play to it without the build-up. Agreed. So, like, like Man of Steel. Like, 100%. I, I love the prospect of, like, he had no other choice than to kill Zod. I, yeah. I love that prospect of, like, to save people. Although I'm not going to get into the whole aspect of like there was a whole open section of the bank those people could have ran out the road and not get blasted by Zod. We're just going to stand here in the corner and not move. Yeah, we're just... <laughs> there's a super-powered person stopping him. We're not going to move out this corner. We're going to stand yes. here and see what happens. Freaking laser beams shooting out of his eyes and it's slowly coming towards me at one mile an hour. I could move at a leisurely pace or I could but just sit I'm here not. and... Li- 
let, you know, let Superman kill him. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into that aspect of it. It's like just the aspect of like I am fine with him killing Zod because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like he the, killed him in the in the the Richard Donner movies back yeah, in the day. Like, like I like the aspect of like of him being met with. This is the first Kryptonian I've met mm-hmm. in person, and I have been forced to kill them. I love that torment for the hero. That kind of story. Yeah. My problem is. This is your first movie of the DCEU, your first Superman movie of mm-hmm. this new era. You've jumped ahead to character development that's meant to show a change, like to show that he's changed and he's been forced into that aspect without building up the sort of man he is. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like this is something that they've played on later movies. Like like when we got Batman v Superman, we got Batman, mm-hmm. but it was like it was the Dark Knight returns batman who's like the old disheveled batman which i love that batman batman is 100 percent one of my favorite things about the dceu but dark knight returns is at the end of his career after we've seen everything else yeah it it bothered me talking about killing characters killing people it bothered me more that batman killed in batman versus superman than than superman killed zod yeah but like yeah again i could kind of almost accept it of like if he's at the end of his career and he's kind of pushed to this level of where he doesn't care anymore he's like ah whatever but we've not seen that other aspect of him and i'm like yeah yeah. i get we've seen batman movies before and we know what batman's like but you're establishing this batman yeah and like oh he's establishing him and he's going to like get you know get back to what he's meant to do and join the justice league like he's about to kill over and die well yeah it's like and that's what i was trying to say earlier he's i, I feel like he's... they're they're trying to fit too much in such a short time frame it's like reading through yeah. a book and only reading like every other page and then and then the ultimate they went too far was at the end of batman v superman when they done the death of superman yeah it's his second movie this is the first time we've seen the Trinity on the film. Hey, why don't we kill Superman? Oh, we have this Ninja Turtle-looking Doomsday it's dude. We'll throw him in there, too. the second movie that Superman <laughs> yeah. has been in. And it's the yeah. second movie in the DCEU, and you're already killing him off. Yeah, it's and so like, dumb. And then you've already announced Justice League, so I'm like, what was the point? Yeah. You gave us no intentional build-up. You gave us no suspense. We know he's coming back, even without that other stuff floating off his coffin for no reason, because he's dead. Dude. Did you see, all right, so I saw Zack Snyder said something about that on Twitter the other day. He was basically like, yeah, that wasn't a foreshadowing of him coming back. That was just a, an allegory of S, the S or Superman stands for hope. And I'm like, really? How? Really? How does that show? <laughs> You're too freaking arsy for your own good, Zack. Like, I know. I'm like, all right, dude. Just, it's let's like, just oh, it's an it allegory for hope. And I'm like, it's an <laughs> allegory for hope. Bear in mind, like five minutes prior, you literally had him being lowered looking like jesus coming off the cross yeah it's an allegory for sequel will make more money yeah it's like he's a sign for hope you literally had him like floating in space in a crucifixion and being raised by the sun and then dying and being lowered with a tapestry under his arms like jesus being lowered off the cross about to get buried at easter it's like those I don't even think about that. Those yeah. are images of hope, and like, oh no, the dirt rising off the coffin—that's hope. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> that's hope. No, it's like that—that's my issue with the DCEU up to that point. Well, um, and also like talking about Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, just those two movies. I feel like the Superman that we got in Man of Steel, and then the Superman that we got in Batman versus Superman. I feel like they're almost two different. Oh yeah. Supermans. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because like. I, don't know, I felt like he was a prick, <laughs> a jerk in the second one. 
and Batman versus Superman, you know? I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, and the second one, it's like, th- uh, that's one of the big game complaints about Batman v Superman is the fact that Superman is so dark. Yeah, you know, like, like, he was, so... he was beating the brakes off of Bruce Wayne, knowing that he's a human being and knowing that he could totally obliterate him. Yeah, no, this is a human being in a metal suit that he could yeah. snap, and it's like... He threw him back... through a building, like... He did not. He did not think that he was going to get seriously injured by that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first in Man of Steel. You don't see that Superman. I mean, there's no. A lot, there's a lot of questionable stuff in there for who's. Well, th- thinking about the scene in the restaurant when that dude's like he poured beer all over his head or whatever, and he just went outside and like shoved his truck into a like a telephone pole. Yeah. He didn't physically do anything to that dude. He, didn't do anything he still to the taught dude. him a lesson. Yeah, he didn't do anything to the dude because he knows I could kill him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the thing. Is like it's. It's inconsistent character. Yeah, and um, Man of Steel. Man of Steel is like has got a great portrayal of Superman. I feel there's elements of it that aren't like. I kind of get what they were doing with Jonathan Kent, but I feel like he was one of the weakest parts of Man of Steel. Because, you think? Yeah, because I think like I, I agree with what everyone says on that. Like the fact that like that is like you know, you know, like what happens if people you know like the school bus had went over the edge. What am I meant to let them die? Like, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, no, I I no. understand what they were trying to do because it's like it's his son and he doesn't want to see his son. He knows what's going to happen and yeah. I almost kind of attest that to. I've been watching the Chosen recently with with my wife and um, we've been watching the Chosen and and there's a scene in that like in episode five they do the whole water into wine thing so he goes to the wedding. And they really play up the fact of like, you know, they've run out of wedding, wine at the wedding and what that means in Jewish culture. You know, it's like this is meant to be a party that goes on for days and it's like day one. And this bring mm-hmm. if this gets out that there's no wine there for this party, this celebration, it would bring dishonor on the family. Yeah. So like um so his mother goes to him and asks Jesus, like, Can you make this into water and you know, can you get us more wine? You have the ability, I know you do. And it's like his hesitance at doing it is the fact of like it's not he says it's not my time yet knowing yeah. full well like he's been doing stuff in private but like when you then do that first public ministry yeah there's no going back and mm-hmm. i get that of like you know the in man of steel he wants clark to not reveal himself yeah because once it's revealed that there's someone that's on earth with this power there's no going back everything's yep. changed forever yeah you can't put the genie back in the bottle you know it's it's, it's not possible Mm-hmm. so i get that aspect of it but i'm like i i never seen jonathan kent as someone who would say yeah just let them die or even right. like you know like it tells clark to not save him i can kind of get behind that mm-hmm. because like it, it's it's not sacrificing anyone else he's saying don't reveal yourself let me die yeah to try and keep him safe that i can kind of get behind and what they were trying to do but like the you know if there's people in danger oh yeah let them die no yeah that's that's jonathan kent would never do that any any uh, iteration of jonathan kent would never have done that i think purely from a movie making standpoint i think um man of steel has some of the best visuals music um photography um and like fight choreography i think of any of the movies yeah period yeah, I think there's a yeah. lot of good aspects to Man of Steel. I think it's, yeah. there are elements like that which I didn't enjoy, but like I, I can almost overlook them with Man of Steel of like because overall mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah, All and like right, the so. fight when they're when they're fighting in the street when he's fighting against those Kryptonians. Yeah, that is just awesome. It's phenomenal. 
Um, the thing is that they then followed up Man of Steel with Batman v Superman. Yeah. Bear in mind, this was three years later. Oh, 20, Batman versus Superman. Good grief. Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, rather. 2016 this came out. So this is three years after Man of Steel. We've been waiting three years for the sequel at this point. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, the trailers looked amazing. I was hyped for this movie. I was so excited on the trailers. I thought, this looks amazing. I, I'm not sure about the Batman v Superman aspect, but I'm like, you know what? It's an interesting way to go with this. And I'm like, I, yeah. I'm up for it. And you want to talk about them cherry-picking stuff. Oh my goodness, it's like we had the depressed Superman, we had the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Zuckerberg Luther. Yeah. <laughs> that what was that? that I like think that? that probably pissed me off more than anything. Um, oh that yeah, that aspect. I'm like, come on, man, really? Like you messed up him? How can you mess him up? Lex Luthor, it's one awful. of the probably the greatest and the most well-known Superman villain an aspect and he was a great idea for an addition to the movie because you've got him as a villain of superman but he's also a businessman and a billionaire like bruce wayne he's yeah. a great person to use yeah. as like the big bad to play off both of them agreed that was a great idea it's like it was a great choice it's like somebody handed them a plate with gold on it and they threw it in the trash because yeah. <laughs> bear in mind like dc like warner brothers owns all the characters marvel like had sold their character rights off to people to make the mcu they they had the c-listers left and they had marvel spanked dc with their c-list yeah is what it came down to yeah they literally yeah. did it's like it came down to that because they had their a-list characters there and they had time to build a joint universe and it just it just it didn't work it's like you had an older batman who you're trying to jump into the middle of his story who looked like he was about to retire we had superman going on a depressive stage we had the awful lex luther we had whatever the heck that doomsday was oh my gosh cave troll ninja turtle yeah he literally um, the cave troll from the fellowship of the ring it literally looks like his double it's like it's like dc had the 1995 chicago bull all-star team and Marvel was like, hey, man, we got this high school varsity team. They're pretty good. Uh, and they just ripped them a new butt. Yeah. yeah. It's like they, they literally ripped them apart. And it's like, it, it was insane. Yeah. It really was. Dude, was I, yeah. Doomsday. Like, all right. So I know I, I said this on our first episode. One of the comics that like made the biggest impression on me when I was younger was the death of Superman. So I have a very oh, yeah. vivid image of the Doomsday in that comic. And... In no way did the Doomsday of Batman or was Batman versus Superman, yeah, look like him in any way possible. Oh no, 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 no. And like even, even his origin, like even his origin. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like you can't make him a little bit like look a little bit like him. The spikes don't count. He's got to look a little bit like him and not a cave troll. It's the scary thing I think is that when you look at it and you're like, I have literally seen cosplayers put on better like doomsday outfits and doomsday costumes than what yes this, than what this multi-million yeah. dollar company agreed did with their cgi budget and i'm like i don't know what they were thinking with it yeah and then just to top off batman v superman it's like hey let's throw wonder woman in there but let's not actually do anything with her let's hint at aquaman and flash yeah and um, let's put this really weird flash cameo from the future that we're not going to explain anything from. Yeah, so like he, he, the Flash. Okay. 
Do you know what? I literally had to look online after I seen Batman v Superman to know what was going on there. I didn't realise it was a flash at first. I literally didn't. I just seen this whole opening and someday there it took me like until afterwards to go, oh crap, that was a flash. Only reason I know it was him is because I could see Ezra Miller's face, but yeah. I, if I did, hadn't have seen his face, that there would have been like no way. I would have no, never known. But then, but that's the thing that gets me with that. It didn't even make sense because it was like, oh, if it came for the the future to like give a warning. It's like that Lois Lane was the key to Superman, which ends up not even playing a part in anything really. It's like it's like Lois gets through to him, which you literally didn't need to do that for her to have got through to him. Well, it's like they're okay. So Batman versus Superman, they're trying to introduce the Justice League. They're doing the Trinity for the first time. They're going to do Death of Superman, and they're also going to introduce Flashpoint. So there you go. Yeah, but did <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like way too much. But did they introduce Flashpoint? Because after well, they, that happens, they were, they were Bruce Wayne wakes up. Yeah, he wakes up. So I'm like, so Flash time traveled back into his dream, and that was it. They never explained it. That was it. No. That's the only time then, that's ever happened, and they never there was no context, no anything. No, and then Bruce Wayne also has another dream where it's like we get to see the you know the nightmare. Yeah, where it's like the the apocalypse run Earth, where like Darkseid is taking over, but we're not going to mention Darkseid. We're just going to show parademons. Yeah, and then apparently Superman's gone all injustice on us, and is now the bad guy. Yeah. Also, no context on that either. We're not <laughs> going to get a context to that, and nor are we going to explain it in the upcoming movies that come out and explain why Batman of all people had these visions of things to come. Is like it's it's like the. I, they were trying to build up to it and I, I honestly believe to this day it comes down to they wanted Avengers money oh they I wanted, agree they wanted Avengers oh, yeah. money now yeah the problem was that they forget Iron Man came out in 2008 and they built up with different heroes every year up till Avengers in 2012 yeah we, it's literally, like the... we literally got Man of Steel in 2013 and then they tried to do two origin stories and three other books and all this stuff and then the death of Superman in one movie yeah and then, like, going to Justice League and go, hey, these are fully fleshed out characters. Like, no, they're not. You're not. Who are they? Yeah, it's like, not... the, it's like the tortoise and the hare, man. It's like Marvel did very slow and methodical, and they got to where they needed to go, and they were super successful. And DC was like, well, we're way better than you because they got way better characters, so we're just going to do it twice as fast and just hammer everything in. Batman and Superman no, doesn't work. And Justice League both, to me, come across. They're not so much movies showing off their characters as it's basically... I, I, you know, it's like a compilation reel of Easter eggs for comic fans. Justice League was awful. It's literally I'm sorry a compilation. It. It it's literally a compilation. I actually enjoyed Justice League more than Batman v Superman, literally because I felt like at least it was a linear story. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to like just randomly throw stuff together. There was at least I could follow what was happening. What was happening yeah. was crap, but it yeah. was, I could follow what was happening. Yeah, I um, I'm the type of person that does a lot of research on like movies or, or games or anything like that that I'm that I'm gonna get, and I had heard a ton about. Um, I was following this Reddit um, thread for the DCU, and I heard a ton about um, the CGI in Justice League, specifically Superman and his uh, his mustache or the lack of mustache. And I remember oh. going into the movie <laughs> thinking it can't be that bad, or they wouldn't have they wouldn't have released it. They wouldn't, you know, especially for Justice League. This is their dream team. And the opening scene was Superman talking to that kid on his mobile phone, I think is probably some of the worst. 
CGI I've ever seen in my life. That's one of the most, worse than the Captain Marvel one. That is one of the most comedic scenes I've ever seen in a movie ever. Yeah. Do you know the worst thing about it is like, okay, yeah, the moustache is gone later on, and I don't think it's as noticeable in later scenes because, like, at least there's other stuff happening. But at least those scenes had a point. There was literally no point in that opening scene. It didn't connect to anything. It you was... literally had this kid filming Superman and having this conversation randomly for no reason. Yeah. I don't know if it was you're trying to build up who Superman was. Like It wasn't needed. So not only have you stuck the worst bit of CGI ever at the start of it, there is no need for it. Yeah. There is literally no need for it. It was awful, man. It's like somebody put a Snapchat filter on Henry Cavill. It was awful. Somebody put a Superman Snapchat filter on a bearded Henry Cavill. That's that's what that looked like. Yeah, that's literally what it is. Like, which I'm like, I still don't even get his contract though. Like, oh, he wasn't allowed to shave for his contract, and I'm like, why are you scared he won't be able to grow his mustache again for? Yeah. Like, I know he's I coming know. back for reshoots, and he's still like technically filming that Mission Impossible movie at the time. But I'm like. He can come back and with a yeah. grown mustache. I mean, like I don't know about you, but my beard grows in pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, somebody they were talking about how it's much easier for it's much easier for us to shave his face, and we will pay for the CGI for his beard. And they showed them examples and how good it looked, but they were like, "No, he's not going to shave." That have been like, a okay, whatever. They even CGI. You could literally have shaved it off and then stuck one of those stick-on mustaches on his face, and it would have looked. And it would have came one of them out Austin better. Powers mustaches. And it oh, would have came out better than that freaking CGI yeah. thing. Well, and but like, talk, talk. go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say as well. There's literally nothing to even talk about for Justice League. That's the thing. Nothing happens. Yeah. Steppenwolf invades. You know, Themyscira. And gets the thing, the mother box he needs. And then, oh, he invades Atlantis and gets the mother box he needs. And we see a bit of Themyscira and we see a bit of Atlantis and get introduced to Mira. And and then it's like, okay, and we see we see Batman doing some stuff. And then it's like, oh, and oh, to beat this guy, we have to resurrect Superman. And nothing happens. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's just, movie a, just is a like, lot of fan service. Just. It's like it's, the worst thing about it is like nothing happens, but there's not even as much fan service. At least Batman v Superman gave the fan service. Justice League, yeah. even that wasn't as good as it was. Literally, the best bit of that movie is one hundred percent when Superman's back, and he's got Aquaman, Wonder Woman, oh, I know where and you're going Cyborg all charging at him, and he's holding them, and like even Cyborg's pushing, and he's not moving. Yeah, and Flash tries to run around the outside of him, <laughs> and then you just see yeah. the eye go. And just catches him at the corner of his eye and just flashes face of like, uh oh. Dude, that's awesome. 100%. He slowly turns toward Flash. One hundred percent that made me a fan of Henry Cavill's Superman again. Yep. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was and then it's awesome. Like, and I don't know if it was just like if I was just done by that point, but even like after that happened and we get to the final fight scene. Because we've already seen them fight the freaking parademons at one point and but then we get to like the final scene the invasion they're taking on steppenwolf i'm like i just felt so bored during that fight it was boring yeah i was thinking the exact same thing it was boring you have these nameless or faceless parademon you know like folly or whatever that's called yeah yeah fodder that's it that's the word i was like for well and because that's the thing this came out around about not that long before like black panther came out for the mc year and I know Black Panther got a lot of like praise and stuff for it because of what it was doing for like you know black representation and all that sort of stuff and 
um, literally I think it was like within the opening weekend, Black Panther raised more than Justice League's entire cinematic run. That Just, should not have happened. Justice League, and I, I love the Avengers movie. It's like I know mm-hmm. Joss Whedon done some awful stuff in that movie as well. Awful. One hundred percent. It's like, <laughs> but like I've got such a nostalgia for that movie. Like I will happily watch it over Age of Ultron any day. Mm. Yeah. But like literally, I will watch that movie, and I'm like, that's an Avengers movie. It has flaws and it has faults, but like I am content. Justice League had the potential to blow that out of the water. Yeah, you have, agreed. You have household names. Mm-hmm. How did you screw that up? Uh, yeah, and it's like, and I think part of it is like they just they threw stuff together and hope it worked. Because the thing is, like, I'm a comic fan. I know who the Flash is. I know who Barry Allen is. Average, you know, common comic readers. Not everybody knows who he is. Let yeah. alone. The general movie-going audience who've never picked up a Flash comic and have never watched the CW Flash TV series, mm-hmm. it's like why you've basically given them this character and went, "Oh, like this guy. He's a cool guy. He's a hero." Yeah, and he that, can run fast. And that's just a, like you don't even know who he is. We're not even going to get into the fact of like how awful he was. People like that. Oh, he's one of the best bits about that movie. Like I hate the Flash in that. Yeah, shut up and stop telling jokes. Yeah, he was like, your oh, jokes this stuff felt so forced. It's man. like, it's so awkward and so weird. And I'm like, well, Joss Whedon write your lines, didn't he? You can freaking tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of Josh Whedon, I think, like, um, you can tell which scenes, like, just visually, he reshot. Because oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a spot where, you know, where uh, Bruce Wayne goes and tries to kind of get uh, Aqua Bro into the Justice League. And he's talking to him, and they're outside, and he's getting a jump in the water, and it shows a close-up of Bruce Wayne. You could tell Zack Snyder based off the color scale and all that stuff. Yeah. It goes back to Aqua Bro, and then it comes back to Bruce Wayne, and he's like probably 15 pounds heavier. The The coloring is off. <laughs> it's a different directive style. It's like so like just blatant. Literally anything in Justice League that's like dark is a Zack Snyder shot, and then whenever they yeah. bring light into it, you're like, that's a Whedon shot. Yeah, that's a Whedon shot. That's we need ten more lights in here. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just, it just I felt like Justice League didn't accomplish anything, and like it didn't get me. I agree. It didn't get me hyped for a second part because it's meant to be hyping up to the fact of here comes Dark Side. Yeah, and I wasn't. I'm like, dear goodness, that's and why start with Steppenwolf? I get you're leading up to Dark Side, but Steppenwolf. Yeah, hey, I don't book, know anything about Steppenwolf. Comic book fans can't maybe. stick Steppenwolf. He does nothing. <laughs> Even if you're doing someone that works with Darkseid, like, there's so many more people. Hell, I'd have taken Granny Goodness. Yeah. The leader of like, the, the freaking Valkyries, the Harpies. Uh, on, I, I would have freaking taken her. Yeah. Like, Steppenwolf. No. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. I don't know, man. Then. Okay. Then if we keep going, because like, there's nine movies and we're on like two. <laughs> I was about to say, we just dogged the mess out of Justice League, so we could probably move on. <laughs> yeah. So that's Justice League, but we jumped we jumped way ahead. Yeah, we did. Because like there was Man of Steel, and we waited three years to get Batman v Superman, where they crushed everything together. Mm-hmm. What would be the next film you would think to add into the series? Another solo movie for a Justice Leaguer. Mm-hmm. Another character that's going to play a big part in the upcoming Justice League movies. No, we're going to do Suicide Squad. <laughs> 
a group of team of people that nobody cares about suicide squad which literally was a case of like i i honestly like it's, it's so funny that the one coming out is going to be directed by james gunn now Mm-hmm. because I literally looked at the trailer for that and it felt like they were trying to do their version of Guardians of the Galaxy this team, I agree this team they were no like, one had heard of that was yep. going to be kind of fun it was going to be spouting stuff it was going to be saying all that and it's like which I'm like that's awesome my because like, I'm, I'm fine with Suicide Squad I like Suicide Squad they're going to throw Harley Quinn in there yep she's part of it since the new 52 mm-hmm. and she's a big star now she's one of the pillars of DC now so of course they're going to put her in there you know, even if it's just because we're going to get Margot Robbie to take her top off mm-hmm. and bend over. I'm like, yeah. yay, well done. You're pandering to the male demographic. Congratulations. Yeah. Attractive woman looks attractive. Well done. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's congratulations for that. And I'm like, the rest of the characters, like, were just not meant to be the focus. You had Will Smith in this movie, and he didn't even feel like a focus. It was literally you know, the Harley Quinn show. I so I agree. I I do think that they did Harley Quinn. I think she was as close to perfect as you can get mm. that. Um, oh yeah, they they did I, a good job with her. Don't get me wrong. I, it's like as much as I'm saying it became the Harley Quinn show, they at least got her right. Yeah, I think Will thing. Smith did an excellent job. I don't know much about Deadshot, but I think he did an excellent job. I think Jared. He, I think he Jared, did good, except for the fact of that he was a little bit too quippy. Yo, you think? Yeah, my, like my only thing for my only shot. thing for Deadshot is I would have made him. Don't get me wrong; he's a charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. It just it really felt like it was Will Smith with a gun at certain points. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. That's that's my only thing. Apart yeah. from those little bits, like yeah, he did a good job. I mean, he was a good choice. So overall. from the from the first um, production photo of Jared Leto as the <sighs> Joker until I actually saw the movie and sat through the whole thing, um, oh. my opinion of that just got stronger and i hate everything about that joker oh 100%. i hate everything about it. that that picture dropped and i, I hate was like, the tattoos the i hate the way he acts did they do to him and i'm a jared leto fan like i love him as an actor but that joker was awful awful he was a horrific joker he was like i get they were trying to do a different direction with him but again this goes into the whole thing of them like just randomly like cherry picking stuff so instead of like a Joker that fits in with like the DC comics, the Joker that we got ended up being the one from the Brian Azzarello Joker comic. Yeah, where he's like a mob boss, right? Or where it's like, like basically he's a mob boss and like yeah. he's he's completely off his rocker. I mean, in that comic, he goes ahead and like skins a guy alive and stuff like that. He's it's not even a case of like that. Oh, he's doing this because he finds it funny because that's the Joker's whole thing. He does horrific stuff and finds it funny. Mm-hmm. He's literally just not there. He's gone. Yeah. But they tried to play it up as this mob boss, and I'm like, it's... And the worst thing about it was every trailer had him front and center. So much so... Yeah. So much and I feel so like that a lot the, of the stuff in the trailers that they showed wasn't in the movie. A bunch of stuff wasn't, but like that that tends to happen these days. Like yeah. That. But like with Jared Leto, his Joker was front and center. Yeah. 100%. And then what they did was... To the point of like where they basically thought, oh, it's, well, it's Joker they're going after because mm-hmm. otherwise why is he here yeah and then they just didn't he was in like three scenes yeah. and most of it was like flashback stuff for Harley Quinn and then he shows up at the end to get her and even Warner Brothers ran away from the idea of him as a Joker after Joker came out with Joaquin Phoenix awful. so much so that, that Birds of Prey literally opens with Harley Quinn talking about them breaking up yeah, and she's on the rebound from the Joker. 
They're like, yeah, we're going to distance ourselves away from that abomination of a Joker. Like, <laughs> literally, the next Harley Quinn movie, they're like, oh, yeah, she's moving on with her life now. Yeah. We're getting away from that Joker, which I'm like, I think that's them trying to kind of go, that Joker doesn't exist. It's like, what Joker we want you to focus on is Joaquin Phoenix's one. And if we can find a way to get him in the DCEU, we're going to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, I felt like the, to me, I felt like the story was weak. And I felt like the team felt forced. And I, f- I feel like what Suicide Squad, and I, th- I like Suicide Squad better than I do Justice League. I don't think it was a terrible movie by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I think Joker was awful. But I think that it suffers from some of the same issues that Justice League did when you just have this, just thousands of just faceless enemies that are just the main fodder for the movie. And then you come across this, your last boss, basically, the boss fight that you don't really care about, honestly. Oh yeah, it was it was thrown in though because like they kind of tried to keep it a secret, like it was this big surprise because they kept putting like Enchantress and all the like Suicide Squad stuff, and then it ends up like she turns on them and everything. Yeah, and it was kind of like I don't really care. It's like don't get me wrong though, I I will say this: it's a guilty pleasure watching Suicide Squad. Like yeah. it's, it's like watching a crappy like straight to DVD action movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like I I can switch my brain off and enjoy it. Yeah, it doesn't have to make a ton of sense, but it's like it's yeah, it's up for a good laugh. I would have liked it to be a, not slapsticky, but a little bit more comedic and a little bit more fun element to it. Yeah, because I, I would love them to explore that more. Like these characters are nuts; they're villains, but they're like, yeah, hey, what the hell? Yeah, I would I love agree. them to have explored that a little bit more and make it a bit more Guardians of the Galaxy. This is your way to compete with that. Yeah, and before and, they before they even came out with that movie or were even talking about making that movie, I remember seeing the DC animated movie, The Suicide Squad, mm, and I thought it was really cool. That's and so I good. didn't know I didn't know anything about the Suicide Squad oh, before yeah, I watched that. And that I was like, animated oh, assault, this is sweet. Batman Assault on Arkham, like the Suicide Squad one. Yeah, that's like, it. That's it. Go and watch that. It's phenomenal. It's a so phenomenal I, I went animated in, movie. I went into this movie with that as a filter for me. Yeah. Suicide Squad, and I was I was pretty disappointed to, mm. to be honest. I know, definitely, and from what it could have been, yeah, but like it's it's hardly the worst one on the list. I agree, one hundred percent. All right, so moving on because we're already at over an hour mark, so <laughs> and we've got a ton of movies, so I want to kind of jump through the next couple just with ideas because because sure. this is this is when it starts getting good. I say that as just as leaving the middle of this where it just went horribly wrong, but the next one was Wonder Woman. That came Man. out after Suicide Squad, came out as a precursor <laughs> to Justice League like renowned everybody loved wonder woman everyone thought patty jenkins was amazing thought this was a, a feat of awesomeness how phenomenal this was i, I thought it was all right yeah uh, yeah it was it was all right i think again i think what dc does good is there are aspects of the movies that are just they blow me away yeah like i think with wonder woman how they show how strong she is how she basically she there's there's a couple spots the one where she goes up into no man's land and she's deflecting bullets with her gauntlets and she just wrecks shot and the yeah. other one when she throws the the tank i think she throws a tank into like a a watchtower where a dude yeah. is hiding like dude like, that's phenomenal i think gal gadot as wonder woman was just phenomenal she's amazing. i agree she is she is diana yep. she everything they did with her herself I thought was good. I thought she yeah, was perfect cast, and I have I have had no issue with her. Whether it was Wonder Woman, whether it was Batman v Superman, whether it was Justice League, she's phenomenal. I'm excited for them doing um, Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, I know that's been pushed back. When is it to August fourteenth? The date for that is now. 
Yeah. I'm excited for that. Like Wonder Woman, I have got no issues with Gal Gadot doing that. Yeah. I my main issue is how much praise everyone gives it as if it's this phenomenal thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's on par with any phase one Marvel movie. Like it's a good I would agree. origin movie. Not saying that that makes it bad. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that makes it bad. I'm just saying, like, because when did that come out? 2017? 2018? 2017. Yeah. Wonder Woman came out. At that era, we have had two Avengers movies. We have had so many Marvel movies that have pushed the boundaries of what it means to be a superhero movie. I felt like Wonder Woman was, like, it was a good movie for what it was and they really had to do it they had to go back to basics i fully believe that and they did a good job with that mm-hmm. but i felt like yeah it was a good origin story it was a good basic movie well you also had that year that same year you had guardians of the galaxy 2 you had thor ragnarok mm-hmm. and you had logan <laughs> yeah all in that year and see that's my thing when you look at movies like that which i'm like don't get me wrong it's like i know we've been saying that dcu just started at this point this is like movie five or something mm-hmm um, but you look at how far, like, not just like where Marvel had went or where X Men had went, but where superhero movies have gone and what we had asked of them, mm-hmm. it wasn't just enough to be a superhero movie. You had to tell a credible story on yeah. top of it. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is still a space opera, and Volume Two explores the whole stuff with Peter and his dad and goes into all that exciting stuff. I yeah. Mean, I love Guardians of the Galaxy too. Um, you've then got Logan. Which like was is still one of the pinnacle of superhero movies, the stuff that that movie pushed into. It's mm-hmm. is still phenomenally done, you know. And then yeah. Thor Ragnarok, which is like you know a lot of people like oh, I don't like the massive amount of comedy. And I'll be honest, it's one of my favorite MCU movies. I I can't sit down and watch Thor Ragnarok and not just enjoy myself. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what I want from like comic books and superhero movies is like I want to be able to say I sat down and enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think Wonder Woman pushed it to that same level. Seeing that it's not a bad movie, I enjoyed it, but I'm interested. No, I'm interested to see where it goes. And I feel like full transparency, like I'm pretty sure we own, we both own all these movies, (laughs) most of them. So even the ones that we're trashing, we still own them, and like we still support them because we support the the you know the genre as a whole. But oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like it's the genre as a whole is a. I love the superhero movies and some of these are amazing like some of these movies are some of my favorite comic book movies especially the ones coming up are some of my favorites especially from dc it's the next one i know i am in the minority for this the next I one i think i know where you're going next one is aquaman oh yeah i personally did not like aquaman yeah go. i wasn't i wasn't a fan either um i'm i think I wasn't a fan for a different reason than a lot of people weren't though. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Jason Momoa as uh, Aquaman. I think he was the wrong choice personally. I, I would agree with that. It's not the reason that I'm not a fan of the movie. I think the movie's got many, many flaws. Agreed. Personally, I don't think he was the right casting, but even taking that out, I don't think it would have made it better. I don't think another actor would have been able to do something with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I look at Jason Momoa and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a big fan of aquaman in the comics i don't think he's the right choice to play aquaman i honestly this might be blasphemy but i don't really think he's that great of an actor honestly i think Uh, he's all right it's like i've not actually seen him in that many things to like be able to judge him properly like i'm not a massive like purveyor of jason momoa's work to be honest yeah the main things i have seen him in are the dc movies and he does a 
done a right job. Like I can see what they were trying to do with him with his Aquaman, and I, I give them credit for trying to do something different. The problem I have with DC trying to do something different is that they've not successfully done what fans something are that's not for. different. <laughs> You know, it's like that. And don't yeah. get me wrong, taking a different chance can change things. Like, you know, if, we, if Marvel didn't do something different, we'd have never got Iron Man in the comics the way he is. Yeah. Because Robert Downey Jr. played him completely different from the way the comics wrote him. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah. And fans latched on to it. Aquaman, not so much. Like, I just, I everything about the movie, I just, I wasn't a fan of. I didn't think the story told a great story to it. I hate the underwater shots. Everyone talks about this epic battle at the end, and I'm like, I can barely see it. See, I actually like. I think that was probably one of the better aspects of the film um, was how they how they did the underwater because I was really trepidatious about how they were going to do that. But I thought they I thought they pulled it off pretty well. I do agree though that the last battle was pretty dark. It's like um, I want to be able to see what's going on. I get it. It's underwater. I get underwater is dark. I, mm-hmm. I good job on realism. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I still want to see what's going on in the freaking screen though you know it's like i'm but that's i know i'm in the minority for that i know a lot of people loved aquaman yeah so much Somebody, so that it, so much so that it's getting a sequel as well you know it's like it's okay it's getting a sequel fantastic whether it's got amber heard on it we'll find out soon yeah but, you know it's like i at most it was passable i just i, I don't think a lot of the casting was great i don't think you was right for that i don't know about the guy that got to play orm see i liked him uh, was it Wilson, something Wilson. Yeah, it's like I, yeah, I don't think he. I think he could have been a good choice for it. I don't know if I like the writing for him. I, I yeah, I think also Black Manta is that his name or yeah. Manta Manta? Yeah, I don't Black know Manta. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I just feel like that whole thing was like shoehorned in. It felt just shoehorned. I feel like it was shoehorned in, but it was one of the fight scenes i really enjoyed was seeing him go with black manta i do agree with that i do agree i felt like that fight scene was really good and i felt like it set up black Manta as a good future villain because he's a big villain for aquaman yeah and so like i'm I'm excited to see more of him i like how they didn't alter his comic look they kept it that was awesome that costume was amazing yeah that was awesome i like i look at like jason momoa and i'm like you just don't look like you should be in that outfit the comic outfit does not look on you and i don't yeah. think it's the outfit that's the issue for him i think it's it just doesn't look good in momoa yeah but blank manta's outfit i'm like phenomenal okay, you you you've hit the money here i think that was probably one of the i think that's probably one of the top transition translations from comic book costume to, mm. to on-screen costume 100 percent I just looking as well at the dates. I think one of the things that really that made Aquaman like lackluster for me as well was it was over a year between the last movie that came out before it, which was Justice League, mm-hmm. which came out November twenty seventeen, and mm-hmm. Aquaman, which came out December twenty eighteen. Yeah. So literally, it looked like Justice League bombed, yeah. and then we had to wait over a year for their next movie. And I just felt like it didn't live up to what was the hype. Yeah, you had a lot of that that fervor that people were wanting just kind of died out. <laughs> yeah, it's like people stopped kind of caring about it, I feel like. But the next movie is one of my favorite DC movies. Came out at the start of 2019, Shazam. Yeah. I know he's an underappreciated character in the comics. I, I like him in the comics. I like Billy Batson, I like Shazam, and I think the Shazam movie was a great take on it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I, th- I thought Zachary Levi was a really cool choice. Oh, yeah. I, I liked like how they did the costume. 
Um, one thing I will say about it is like I feel like they just introduced Shazam, and now towards the end of the movie, they're introducing all of these Shazam-ish characters. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of taken some shine away from Shazam. I don't know. I, I feel like they could have waited to Shazam 2 to bring in the Shazam family. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. But the thing is, the Shazam family is, like, I'm glad they are at least including them. Because Shazam yeah. family are a big part of the Shazam lore. Mm-hmm. Like, the lore for that is a massive thing with the Shazam family. So I'm kind of glad that we did get that. Yeah. Um, included. I think they should have waited to the next one. Um but like i thought what we did with this one was good i know a lot of people think it's very kiddie very daft very you know it's more comedy focused and i'm like good it's meant to be yeah because you need to take it for what it is and what it is is a kid being given the body of a grown-up and the powers of a superhero yeah i agree it's like i mean i love it i love this stuff like going in and buying beer i love the fact of i'm trying to fly like jump running up the the skateboard ramp and it fails and yeah i, I think it's just it keeps it nice and light-hearted it doesn't try to cram too much and it keeps a very simple story but it hits the right tones with it mm-hmm. with what you're meant to get because we get the superhero aspect we get a lot of billy batson and his background we get this new foster family we get so much stuff in there the only thing i hate in that movie is that for some reason they refuse to put henry cavill in at the end yeah that Super- was that was a cool surprise though that Superman the, walks like, cameo. Yeah, Superman walks in and we never see the face because they never got Henry Cavill in the outfit. And I'm like, you literally have Superman still willing to play Superman. He's still willing to be that. I know Ben yeah. Affleck's gone. I know like that that's happened and all the Justice League stuff's falling apart. We might have lost yeah. our flash thanks to Ezra Miller's stupid outburst we I, I get it and then you might be going to more solo movies there is no reason that couldn't have been Henry Cavill yeah I agree he was willing to put it on and he got told no at least from what reports say on it and it's, it's like so dumb like, why would you say no to that but I, I personally I love Shazam I thought the villain was a good choice for it for the opener because it's a big villain for Shazam I thought it was a good simple opening for it mm-hmm. yeah I, I thought it was pretty cool my issue with it is going into the next one are we actually going to get to see him in black adam because that's what everyone's waiting for mm-hmm. black adam is the equivalent of his big villain because it's another guy with the powers of shazam and i think he's powered by the egyptian gods okay i believe whereas like, yeah shazam i don't know anything about black the, adam is more the greek gods but okay. instead what we're getting is a black adam like anti-hero movie mm. Isn't he kind of like an anti-hero though like he's like the punisher or like venom <laughs> he becomes an anti-hero but i'm like but it was the fact of like that the rock basically chose to be like Dwayne Johnson chose he was going to play Black Adam. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, I remember. And then out of nowhere, they kind of went when the announced Shazam movie I went. Oh yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm doing Black Adam movie. And I'm like, as he's got such a focus on this Black Adam thing. Yeah. To the point of like, it's like oh we're going to do a Black Adam movie, and I'm like, you can't do your Justice League heroes right. Why are we getting a Black Adam movie? Yeah. It's so dumb. If you want to set up for him to become an anti-hero, that's fine. But his role right now should be a villain for Shazam. Shazam's Great. not got that many like well-known villains. One of his biggest known, his best-known villain is Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Why are you not putting him in a Shazam movie? Yeah. 100%, I feel like it's because of The Rock. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. It's... But yeah, Shazam for me, I think, was a good one. I, I personally enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites. So, our next one is 100% probably one of the most popular 
Mm-hmm. And without a doubt, the most successful movie DC has released since they started the DCEU. Uh-huh. And it is technically not in the DCEU. <laughs> I am, of course, talking, everything talking about Joker. Because the reason I want to include this is because technically it's not in the DCEU. But you know as soon as they find a loophole, he will be. Oh, yeah. You know they're trying to work on a loophole for him to be in Robin Pattinson's Batman to face off. You know because Joker was just so popular and so yeah. successful. I just, I really think what they need to do is focus on individual movies. Spo- yeah. Focus on individual character movies and don't think about tying them in. Just focus on the movies because when they do that approach, you, you see what happens. Like, Joker was phenomenal. I thought it was phenomenal. See, I think Joker's got an amazing opportunity now to be the main Joker of the DCEU. If they, mm-hmm. if they try to go back and retcon it and try to get him in, I think there's an amazing opportunity for that now because they changed the origin of Batman just enough. Like, see, like with the Marvel movies, how they changed the Marvel origins. Like even yeah. something, even something simple like Iron Man is now like the father figure to Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, setting him up for his thing. Like that never happened in the comics. Obviously, that was never a thing in the comics. Yeah, they were friends. They knew each other, but he it was never a kid like looking up to Tony Stark in that yeah. way that they've done it. They've rewritten the movies for what works for their universe. I think they've altered the origin of Batman just enough because you can still have it being Joe Chill that shot Bruce's parents. Mm-hmm. you can still have it being that and that they were killed in the alley which we see happen at the end of Joker spoilers yep. again we did warn you yeah Spo- we did <laughs> spoilers throughout it um, you see that taking place so it's like oh well that's the origin for Batman right there it's like I'm okay with it being Joker being the one that it, it, flip flopping it from like being spoiler score um, <laughs> I thought I, I'm okay with flip flopping it from being like you know Batman who bumped into the Joker when he was forced into the Red Hood gang and top, he topples into the vat and he becomes like the Joker and mm-hmm. it was Batman that caused that to happen I'm okay with the movies flip flopping that and like you know Joker to going the route it went and being the cause of what caused Batman yeah yeah I'm okay with that too I'm, that doesn't bother me I'm, that I'm okay with that and as long as I, the essence of the character is still there and I think that Joker would be perfect for it. I think I, I love Joker. I one hundred percent love Joker. I is there gruesomeness or violence in it? Yes, there is. I will be honest though. When you hear everybody talking about how much violence there is in it, there's not as much as I thought there was going to be. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a lot more. Yeah. Um. And I think it took the story far. A lot of people were complaining because it's like you know it's like it shows people with mental health issues and it shows them going. You know, the, oh, then in a bad light because they could turn out like the Joker or it was worried about copycats. I'm like, I think it encapsulates, it actually perfectly encapsulates, um, what is it, the killing joke. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the killing joke when like Joker like kidnaps Commissioner Gordon and that is all it takes is one bad day. Yeah, it's kind of like the Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan's the Dark Knight. Yeah. It's kind of along the same vein. Yeah, it's like, that was the whole thing that Alan Moore wrote and that was like, all it takes is one bad day and someone can turn out like the joker yeah and that and basically this encapsulates it and basically shows it and showcases it of like it wasn't just one bad day no but like it was a series of run-on things yeah it isn't just because this guy's got mental health issues it's abuse that he's taken it's all this crap that he's dealt with and no one gave him anything and he snapped yeah and it's like it's it's interesting to see that i would love to see that character explored more 
mm-hmm. I think the way they portrayed Arthur Fleg, I think the way that they portrayed his downward spiral to becoming the Joker, yeah. everything was just so well done. Dude, there was such an unease. Like, spoiler alerts again for those of you who haven't seen it, but when he's finally turning into the Joker and he's put it, he had that white face paint on, and those two colleagues, work colleagues, come into yeah. his apartment. After he, again, spoiler alert, kills that one dude, and the other dude is freaking out. Like, it is so incredibly tense, and you have no idea what's going to happen, and that is exactly how the Joker is. he's sitting basically cradling this dead former work colleague. Yeah. Talking calmly to the other one, and even tells him, like, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. But you're like, in the back of your head, you're like, like, are you, though? Are you? Because, like, (laughs) you literally don't know what's going to happen in that scene. Yeah, and then he scares him, like play scares him <laughs> when he's leaving the the apartment. It's just oh, brilliant. It's so it's awesome. well done, and like yeah, even even like how they show that his mind isn't totally there. Like even yeah. like his whole relationship again, spoilers, but his whole relationship with a woman in the apartment a few doors down. Yeah, she's no idea who he is, and you find out every like connection he's had with her all this time he spent with her. Because mm. like, at first, like when I was watching, it, I honestly thought, is she going to become like Harley Quinn? Is this going to be like this version of Harley? Yeah. Because this is a standalone movie at this point, so I'm like, is this going to be like an alternate version of Harley that becomes yeah. like his, you know, sidekick? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and like, no, this woman has no idea who he is. And I'm yeah. like, when that happened, I was like, oh, <laughs> he's that mental. I'm like, yeah, he's that's totally gone. Yeah, amazing. I, yeah, and I, then I, there's I the whole it, aspect yeah. of you don't know if he, if this whole movie took place in his mind as he's talking to the therapist. Mm. which has been hinted at actually yeah that was the other big thing of like that it's like has this whole thing just been in his head like or is he just an arkham yeah and he's just been imagining the whole thing is arthur flight just nuts and like at any point in the movie he could have literally been taken to arkham and imagined the rest of it yeah like has he always been there was he taken there like you know while he was taking care of his mom was he taken there after he murdered those guys was he you know on the train was he like was he taken there after it all happened it's like yeah you literally have no clue. And it's I'm like, so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's, it's, it's so cool well done. I it's want beautifully see, shot. Yeah. I want to see that Joker come back if they do him right, like as part of the DCEU. I'd love to see where they explore it. Mm. I really also hope, though, we don't get Joker 2. I don't want another, like, separate mm. thing with that Joker. Okay. Because, like, it's one of those movies that I honestly feel like if you try to do a sequel part to it, you're probably going to muck it up. Yeah, you you would have to get it perfect to be just right. I honestly you know, feel. I think I, I'm okay with them setting their DCEU in a different time frame, mm. like a different time period. I would be totally 100 percent okay with that. Like, oh, yeah. obviously this happened in the early like I think it was 1980. The setting was 1980. If they yeah, set geez. the Batman in like the 90s, dude, I would be 100 percent okay with that. 100%. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I would not have yeah. an issue with it being. There's nothing saying that the universe has to be now. It has yeah, to be modern day. Exactly. Nothing at all. As long as the stories are good, I'll watch it, you know? I'm super pumped about the Batman, by the way. Uh, I really I, hope it turns out it. to be good. All right, so let's quickly wrap up. There's only one film left, and I don't have a massive amount to say on it personally. Um, and then I'll quickly go over to the stuff that's that's officially coming out from them. Um, so the last one was Birds of Prey. And the fantabulous Sorry. emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Because it wasn't going to be a weird enough title for people who want to go and see without us putting that in. 
I love the fact though after it having like crap sales for like the first weekend, they basically renamed it Harley Quinn in the Birds yeah. of Prey. They were like, yeah, we're not distancing ourselves. <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. Um, I don't know much about the Birds of Prey, like those specific characters. Uh, so that was my introduction to full, probably all of it. Yeah, full context, I have not seen this movie. Okay. I have not seen it yet. I, I've read reviews on it. I've read everything about it. I've watched clips of it. I've not seen the full movie itself. Yeah. Everything I've read, I hate. I th- I thought it was okay, um, and my wife is a huge Harley Quinn fan, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, and she was like, "It was okay." So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't really have a whole it, lot to say about. That's it. That's the thing; it's a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, I don't that's know, basically what it is. I don't know why they threw the Birds of Prey in there. I thought it was a really random group to throw in there. It's like it, it, Black Canary it, being like you know the singer in the club and all that, and then her powers are there. Like it was a different take on her. Huntress was. They're like, I get you've got the two of them involved because they were parts of Birds of Prey, but I'd rather wait and put them with either Batgirl or Oracle so you can do the actual Birds of Prey. You know, it felt, it almost felt like they tried to do a Deadpool movie with Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, I have. That's no, what it felt like. I have no honestly. doubt. I have no doubt that was always their idea. Um, and then on top of it, you decided for some reason to have Cassandra Cain orphan in there and make her nothing like her comic book counterpart. Yeah, this, who's she in the comics? She actually at one point became Batgirl. Oh, She's like okay. a badass that's been trained to be an assassin, like from a oh, young age. It. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they just did not do that with her. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's like, so like, I, I feel like when they do their standalone stuff, it's a lot yeah. better. Like yeah. what we've seen in the standalone stuff have been a lot more successful. I've been a lot more a fan of than stuff that's linked to the DCEU. Agreed. Um, full you know, context, though, I am not a massive Harley Quinn fan. I think Margot Robbie does a great job portraying the character. I am just not a massive fan of the character herself. I liked her as a as a sidekick or a partner to the Joker mm-hmm. um, on her own solo run. I could really take her or leave her. I don't care, personally. Yeah. Um, She's great in the animated series. Mm, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but that's all the DC movies. So, like, overall rating then, last... Last kind of comment on the stuff we've talked about because we're already hitting over an hour and a half now. So, what would you say? Like, you're we've summed up a lot of the DC movies. So, like the DCEU as a whole, how would you sum it up in positive or negative? I would say it's mediocre at best, with a very with a couple really really high points and um, a lot of low points. Mm-hmm. So, I would say slightly below average. Yeah. I would say definitely struggled to find its footing. Mm-hmm. It was so focused on getting Avengers money mm-hmm. that they tried to throw everything at the wall and hope it stuck. Yeah. Um, and that was a negative for it, definitely. But I think it started to find its footing. It still has missteps here and there. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's starting to find its footing more. And I, I uh, don't get me wrong. As saying this as someone I'm not a fan of most of the DCEU, I, I want them to succeed. I'm a a, a DC fan. I love these heroes. I love these characters. I want them to succeed like Marvel. I don't see Marvel and DC at competition with each other. I love both universes. There's this whole big thing of Marvel versus DC. I want them to both succeed. I love both of the universes. I want to see them both do well. Yeah, I just feel like, and this probably will be my last thought on this, but I feel like Marvel has a very successful process that they go through with their movies, building up to big events, all in the same universe. I I don't 
think it would be a bad thing for DC to kind of take a different approach and oh, yeah. just do one-off films and not have to like force tie it into an entire universe because I think that's where they have the, all those missteps. Definitely, I would I would definitely agree with that. I think there's nothing wrong with doing a solo movie. Doing solo movies, you've got the character, you can do great franchises with them, and if you ever wanted to cross them later, you can. Mm-hmm. But I'd focus on doing the solo stuff well. Not everything has to be like Marvel and be the, the extended universe. Do what you're yeah. doing and do it well. Yep. Um, so I just wanted to finish up saying the upcoming movies, because there's actually quite a few that are slated. I am only mentioning movies that actually have release dates that are coming up for the DC movies. There's a bunch of them that were announced, especially right back at the beginning, that have not got people attached, that have not got release dates. As far as I'm concerned, they are not happening. Until I get release dates, until I hear stuff, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Next one is going to be Wonder Woman 1984, which has been pushed back to August 14th this year. Um, obviously, it's meant to be coming out earlier, but also with the coronavirus stuff, it's been pushed back. Next one we've got is going to be The Batman, which is set to come out June 25th next year. Mm-hmm. following that is going to be Suicide Squad 2 or I just found it under this Suicide Squad so yeah. I don't know if it's technically a sequel or if they're technically counting it as a reboot I think it's going to be a, like a soft reboot is what they're calling it's like it a soft reboot with um, James Gunn attached to direct that's coming out August 6th next year so we'll get the Batman and then Suicide Squad and then apparently the Black Adam movie is set for December 22nd 2021 so we'll have the Batman, Suicide Squad, and Black Adam all next year. That'd be cool. Um, and then in 2022... Ooh, got a lot of feedback in your mic there. Oh, sorry. Oh, this thing is kind of gone now. I don't know what happened there. Um, Then 2022, we've got Shazam 2 coming out April 1st. Then the Flash movie is scheduled for July 1st. We'll see if that happens. Um, and then Aquaman 2 scheduled for December 16th mm. so there's about 7 movies slated for the actual release dates for the DCEU I'm so, get, maybe half of them will happen <laughs> yeah so we'll see what happens like literally the Ezra Miller one I think is honestly up in the air right now depending how this yeah. gets handled going forward yep. and the others will just we'll, we'll wait and see we'll see what yeah. happens with them but they're, they're the ones that are announced they've also announced like Batgirl and Nightwing and all this other stuff but like literally like oh we're going to throw this movie and this movie and this movie and then it's like, no you're, you're literally just saying stuff now yeah Um. so yeah so I think that's pretty much it for talking on the DCEU we are this is the end of part one we are going to come back next week to pitch our own DCEU and how we would do it because you know we know you care about that stuff and what our opinions <laughs> are so well i hope you do because you come back and watch us so yeah yeah. i hope you care about what our opinions are um but yeah so come back and check out that as we go into that and um, just to wrap up the stream today a couple of little plugs that i never did at the start and as i put them in chat first of all check out our amazing sponsor gamer grind co number one coffee for gamers hashtag on that grind if you follow that link i have put in the chat That'll take you to their website to get some absolutely amazing coffee. Honestly, my favorite coffee in the world. I love the Gamer Grind stuff. Um, and I'll also give a little bit of money to the chat. Also as well, on Gamer Grind, now an amazing, exciting announcement. Um, you can actually go to our team store. Comics in the Cross has a team store on what, there with what? our very own coffee mug and sticker available for purchase. So I will be getting one of those mugs so I can show it off on stream. Um, so go ahead and check them out. 
If you do like what we are doing here, please go ahead and support us on Patreon if you're able to. Again, I know people are struggling financially um, at the moment with lots of different stuff, so it's not a mandatory thing. But if you do want to support us, check that link out. The lowest you can support us for it is $2 a month, and there's a lot of different things that come with each tier. Mm -hmm. um, and that range from being included in prize giveaway um, pullings to Nitro is going to be doing some artwork and for people who sub at a certain level and also just being involved in the creative process and um, also as well speaking of our merchandise you can see it below us uh, if you scroll down on twitch there's actually a teespring shop now available on there where you can see some of our merchandise and um, but i'm going to throw it in the chat as well where you can now purchase a comics in the cross t-shirt comics in the cross hoodie um, and a comics in the cross set of leggings you know something for the ladies <laughs> and for myself, you know, I, I like the softness against my skin. I was about um, to say, I'm wearing them right now. I guess, yeah, literally, I put them in there because my wife wears nothing but leggings and yoga pants at this point. So it's like, literally, it's like it's the best way to get her to advertise them. Um, so, like, yeah, I'll get you a pair of those, hon. Look, you can put the comics to the cross logo on them. Fantastic. That's um, so, yeah, so we have merchandise available. Please go and check it out, guys. Um, and also, you may have noticed the hashtag in the channel as well. I do want to give a massive shout out to this. We are so close to becoming Twitch affiliate. Yeah. We are on the road to affiliate. Hashtag road to affiliate is going to be popping up on our social media. It's going to be popping up in our chats and our streams. We need two more followers and an increase in our average number of viewers. So I am shouting out to you, the comic clan, to help us out here. Yep. If you follow us on social media, you know I don't shut up. I am I'm <laughs> posting stuff constantly to get people's attention. We have almost 200 followers on instagram we have over 100 followers on twitter we have over 100 followers on um facebook i know we have people that watch the show i know we have people that are the followers on social media and mm -hmm. um, that aren't following us on twitch if you have a twitch account and you aren't following us yet please hit that follow button yeah we are so grateful if you do hit that follow button and stay up to date with what we're doing and advertise it this is going to be available on twitch and um, link our social media accounts and advertise it and um, a shout out to our brothers over at the infinity bros absolutely amazing guys who done a shout out to us on saturday and um, their first saturday shout out was for us thank you so much for that guys yeah um but get it out there if you love what we're doing and want to see this channel keep growing and please advertise it out there and then during this week probably tuesday or wednesday it usually goes up i'll get it up onto youtube so you can share the full video itself um, and share this full episode um, if you do I'm actually going to say this right now I think I kind of mentioned it to Nitro but I'm going to say it right now if we hit affiliate it means we are able to get subscribers to the channel which can get us money and keep the channel going the first person that subscribes to our channel if you help get us up to affiliate and subscribe the first person that clicks on that subscribe button I don't care if it's your own money I don't care if it's your free Twitch Prime sub as soon as it hits my thing and says someone has subbed that first subscriber is going to get a free t-shirt and mug giveaway right now. I will give you a free yes. t-shirt off a Teespring and a free mug out of our team store. And we will 100% get that. I'll get your details and we will get that shipped to you. At the very least, the t-shirt will come to you quickly. I'm going to have to make sure I pack the mug so it doesn't smash or make sure I can get it sent <laughs> straight to you. Um, but we'll get your details and do that. I am 100% doing that as a giveaway, as a thank you. So like, if you can get us up to affiliate and you are able to sub and want to sub, do it you will get an automatic t-shirt and mug from us i have not Absolutely. even bought that merchandise yet that's up there i'm waiting till we can get money so i can buy <laughs> our own merchandise so you may get it even before us 
Um, so that is going out there. I will also put that up on social media. I just wanted to shout that out. Um, but at the moment, I think that's us for this week. I think that's everything. I think I've plugged everything possible. Awesome. Thanks um, for hanging out, or thanks for watching this if you're watching it after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out and listening to two middle-aged guys ramble about comics. <laughs> <laughs> middle-aged? What? <laughs> I feel like I'm middle-aged anyway. <laughs> 30 going on 50. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much to everyone who has been supporting the channel, whether it's on social media, Twitch, YouTube. Um, also as well, yeah, if you are following us on here, by all means, please go and check out our YouTube. I think, I, did I put a YouTube one in? I did. Go and follow our new YouTube channel. We did have a YouTube up where the first episode went up. And that was linked to my personal YouTube account. I have now created one specifically for Comics in the Cross where episode one and two are now available. So go and sub to that one instead of the other account to make sure people go there. And um, But thank you guys. I think that's everything. Anything else awesome. to add on Nitro? Nope, that's good? it. Appreciate everybody. All right. Well, everyone, have an amazing weekend. Happy Easter to all of you. I hope you're having a great Easter, whether or not you're a Christian, whether you're not, whether you celebrate Easter or not. I still hope you have a phenomenal day. Stay safe, and we will see you next week. Take Peace care, out. everyone.